Dan, you better be practicing your pirate voice. No, I'm just going through my pirate quotes. Well, what's a good pirate quote? I know all of the quotes from that, from the first movie. Ah, I see. Like, ghost stories, Miss Turner. (laughs) Well, we're going, we won't need ghost stories. Um, Okay. Ah, perfect. What a wonderful memory he has. (laughs) Perfect quote. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We have... Are you ready for this, Danny? Wait, you, wait you've got to tell me what I've got to be ready for before I can answer that question, Are honestly. you ready for it, though? But, uh, if, we have another guest what? game master. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm ready for that. That works. I mean, I would hope you're ready because Ooh. you don't have your own notes well, exactly. in front of you. It's quite a relief. If you weren't ready for a guest game master, I would say you're incredibly lazy and you haven't done any work to prepare for the episode. I agree. Every episode, we play through an escape room that exists just in the mind of its creator and usually on like an iPad or something or like a text document on a computer. Really, technology is amazing these days. There are so many options. It could be anywhere. This episode, we have first-time guest game master, Joseph Tavernier. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I actually thought I was running one of Danny's rooms. So let ah. me just write something like really quickly. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, okay, just do it off the top. It's done. Just coming off the top of the dome. I can improv this. Sure, it's, it's fine. For a second, I thought you meant that you were going to be GMing one of the games that I wrote for us. And that put me in more of a panic spiral than any of the other <laughs> that options. That would be. Why don't we get someone to do that? That'd be a fun little special thing to do. Maybe we should get someone to just because run one of our Because that's a judgment rooms. on me and only me. <laughs> yeah, but I'll feel great. Because I'll have already done it. I'll do, I'll do really well. Oh, no. So we know only one thing about the room that you're running for us today, which is that it's pirate-themed. I feel like we got a bit of an influx of pirate-themed rooms because the only example we gave in Danny's <laughs> original, like, how to make a room stuff was that we both des- helped design a pirate room, want to do pirate rooms, and have not done pirate rooms since. And so I feel like a few guest game masters are like, that's it, we're going to do pirate rooms. And I'm excited about all of them. Was that your thing? Or did you just love pirates independently of any of this? No, that was the inspiration. You guys were talking about it. And I was at work and I was thinking, oh, geez, actually, that will be a good puzzle. And you could supplement it with yada, yada. And the brain just kept going. I was like, I need to write this down. Darn it. Nice. No work getting done today. Perfect. Well, good. I got to say, I think this is what they mean, what they mean in The Secret. This is us putting it out into the universe and getting it to come back. Intriguing. You just tell people what you want and then they give it to you. <laughs> I think that's what the secret is. You just go out to people and say, can I have a pirate room? And then everybody says, yeah, sure, here you go. And it's great. People are nice. I know, right? Why don't more people know about this? Uh, So JT, every episode when we have guests on, we ask them the same two questions. And the first of those questions is, this is an escape room podcast. That's not a question. That's the setup to the question, Danny. This is an escape room podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, yes, it is. And your second question. Second question. What is your escape room experience? I've been doing escape rooms, obviously, uh, in pre-COVID times. I lived in Southern California, so I did a bunch of some in LA. I did some in Northern California, where I live now. My first one was in Las Vegas, and we mm-hmm. liked it so much, we went into and like immediately turned around and did another room of theirs. Nice. So I've done a fair bit, and I just really enjoy them. I love taking like first-timers in. And seeing their like confusion turn to, oh, I got this, and moving through it. So the first rooms you did in Vegas, we've never done a room in Vegas. Was it like 
Did it feel like a Vegas room? Was it big and flashy and, and I hear over the, the top? Vegas it... ones tend to be licensed. They, oh. they tend to do like proper IP ones and things there. What, was it, it wasn't different? quite on the strip. It was just someplace um, down the street that we stopped at because we had time before our flight. So no, the, the main thing I remember is there was one puzzle where there was like this weird maze in a big like tower made mostly out of wood with some plexiglass and you had to drive an RC car through it. Yeah. And so your compatriots had to stand around and tell you like where the gaps were and stuff because you, could, I forget if it was attached to something, you couldn't like mm. look for yourself, but people had to give instructions and you had to try to drive this RC car around this ramp to get, um, to get something. We've That's done a beautiful. couple of rooms with little remote control cars in them. I love it every time. Mm. I'm always happy when I see that. I haven't done one since. So the other element, the other aspect of this show is that it is a tabletop role-playing style of escape rooms. What is your tabletop role-playing experience? My dad brought home Advanced Dungeons & Dragons when I was like, I don't know, eight or something. And I really enjoyed it. He didn't, so we like never played it again. <laughs> oh no! But I've done like a seasons of Adventures League D and D up uh, here. I run a um, Digimon game for some friends <gasps> of mine. Oh, that's very cool. We meet up so irregularly, but of at, course, that, that's the hobby. But yeah, I have a, I have a whole bunch of experience playing uh, three point five and fifth edition. Do people when they do uh, Digimon things? Is it with all the Digimon that we know already exist, or is it creation of new ones? I give them the opportunity to create new ones because the rules are very loose in the sense of here's a list of attributes you can give to an attack, but the flavor text is all you. So yeah, it's very loose. They're free to make their own, but they haven't. (laughs) And no, why would you make your own? Everyone's got a favorite. Metal Greymon or or uh, Ikakumon or what's another Digimon? Um, uh, I mean, my favorite is still Cherrymon, was... Marlon Brandomon. Hey, you gotta go talk to Ty. He's gonna ruin everything, Matt. Wait, is his name Matt? Yes. Uh, yeah, Matt. Ty's gonna, oh, you gotta go kill Ty for me. I'm a tree, and you gotta go kill Ty. What children are going to understand this Marlon Brando Digimon? Go to Ty, make him an offer he can't refuse. I just got right now that was a Marlon Brando reference. <laughs> you said it, and I was like, oh yeah, that was the voice. Because, yeah, I, heard, I watched the show way before I knew who Marlon Brando right? was. I mean, Edamon being Elvis, that's a little more understandable. Kids yeah, that's on the nose. will often know Elvis. Oh, what about but... everybody's favorite character? Uh, Me- Miramon? Miramon. Miramon. On, who on goes, fire. Ah! Ah! I'm on fire! I'm dying! Help me! I'm dying! Oh, my God! In, like, episode three. Yeah, it's it was insane. horrifying. It's too much. It's too much, Digimon. Why would you do this? Okay, so I think we're ready to go. Danny, you've got your book, your notes. Now I am finally ready. You're finally ready. Uh, JT, would you like to take us away? Absolutely. So I'll I'll lay down a couple rules first thing, as Danny is known to do, taking a lot of my cues from her. So most real escape rooms, you don't break anything unless otherwise noted. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no outside knowledge is needed for the room. Uh, there are a couple of visual elements, but I will send you at the appropriate time. I will also be keeping time of like how long the room takes, but obviously ah. there's no time. I'm not going to shop the podcast if we take too long. 
as you've seen and by how long it's taken us to get this far. It will uh, take too long. Don't worry about it. Hey, everyone at home, it's taken too long. We're preempting this. We took too long. We, we spent too much time talking about, I'm going to say, tre- Muppet Treasure Island uh, to get through the room. That's my, that is that's such my... a good movie. Do not get me started. <laughs> See? See what's going to happen? But the last thing is every clue or puzzle piece is used once and only once. All righty. Awesome. For the sake of for sake of ease and not trying to million combinations of everything. <laughs> All right. Many a pirate has heard of the stolen doubloon. This ship was the scourge of the seas, captained by a man of great intellect and strategic cunning. If even half of the stories are true, he and his crew have pilfered a king's ransom of treasure and booty, and taken the queen's ransom as well. However, the story stopped coming, and no one ever knew why. You and your shipmates were shocked one morning to discover the answer. It must have been a terrible storm to drag the ship this far into the open waters. The sails are ripped from their rigging. One mast is broken keenly off, and the crew is nowhere in sight. The main mast is still up, though. You can see the flag fluttering in the light breeze. The hull and the keel seem to have held up, though, so maybe the treasure is still aboard safe and protected. Your excitement is short-lived, however, as a cry goes out from the crow's nest. A ship of the Royal Navy has been spotted and it's closing in. Your ship is too fast to be caught normally, but you can't let the colonies get their hands on this. Finders keepers! <laughs> your captain sends you aboard in order to find the treasure. Meanwhile, your vessel will depart and lure the naval ship away from the stolen doubloon and double back later. God, we're clever. <laughs> You have an hour to secure the bounty before your ship returns. Not really, but it's in the description, so I mm-hmm. wanted to say it. Yep, all good. We have an in-game hour, which in real life is two hours and 45 minutes. Once your ship leaves and you are certain the naval ship didn't see you, in the fog, you take in your surroundings. In the middle of the main deck, there's a large cargo hatch. Three cannons line the starboard side of the ship, and rigging is lines the rails on port and starboard. The stairs leading up to the forecastle deck have been smashed to pieces. But there is a door in the wall. The stairs leading up to the poop deck are still intact, however, and there is a second door in that wall. The forecastle is at the front. It is. Presumably. Good. It's a, it it says, is a forecastle. It says four, so I assumed. So I'll put some Okay, some, some broken stairs. stairs. You're dead. The only other things of note on the main deck are some barrels and stacks of equipment in the, I don't know if the ship term, the port um, for, in the corner laying against the forecastle deck on the port side of the ship. And some extra barrels and stuff on the for starboard side. And that will do it for the description. It is now in your hands. Okay, so we've got a bunch to look at. Can I check out the flag? How's the flag looking from this angle? It looks nice. You you can't really see anything like you can't make out the flag from down there, but you see it fluttering the breeze. Looks That's nice. for the best because I can't draw skulls. I don't know why. I just cannot. You don't know if it's got a skull flag. Is it what I didn't? I thought we said in the description. Oh, maybe was it? The the usual. A pirate ship. Yeah. A pirate, pirates can get any flags. It could be a it could be a guy in a pirate hat with a thumbs up. <laughs> you never know. That I could probably draw. I've practiced hands. 
Uh, yeah, so we just start looking around for stuff? Absolutely. I reckon if we're looking for a hidden treasure, mm-hmm. maybe the cargo hatch, maybe we'll just find it. Maybe it's just in the cargo hatch. Okay, take it. Can we go to this down. cargo hatch door thing? The hatch in the center of the deck has a cross-hatch pattern, so you can see the supplies immediately below deck. Looks like some barrels and crates, probably extra food or other supplies. But of immediate interest is a golden key that rests on top of one of the crates. Hmm. Oh. Is it within reach? Surely not. If you try, you can fit your arm through the holes, but you can't reach the key. It is is too far out of your reach. Fair enough. It's out of reach. It's so far. I never had its heart. I don't know that many songs. I'm so confused. My heart's bruised. Was I ever loved by you? Oh, that's a familiar line. Is it Casey Chambers? No. I don't know who it is, but not Casey Chambers. No one knows who you're talking about. Definitely not Casey Chambers. It's... It doesn't sound like her. No, it's not Casey Chambers. But I don't I, know I just confuse it, it with True Colors for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everybody. You have to listen to this. Um, okay, so we can't get that. We need something to reach a key. A key reacher. Uh, well, if I know anything about cannons, you clean them with giant rusty hooks. Let's go check out the cannons. I did hear you. I just had to get to my notes. Um... <laughs> well, this gives me time to say a key reacher is uh, what a, a American southerner would call any type of animal. Mm. It's a key reacher. <laughs> Look at that key reacher over there. <laughs> Go on, please, cannons. <laughs> no, I don't want to anymore. I'm logging off. Good night, guys. <laughs> What's that key reacher over there? <laughs> <laughs> the cannons stand ever watchful on one side of the ship, bracers holding them in place. You don't know why the cannons are on just one side of the ship. Doesn't seem like the best design. I mean, that is true. You'd expect them on both. Is there any way to check the insides of these cannons? No, the obviously they'll point out to sea and the bracers hold them in place so you cannot you can, you cannot at this time look inside. Sure. As you are messing with the cannons though, trying to angle them up while Bill, I'm assuming, uh, just yeah. points and laughs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I help. A glint from underneath the can catches your eye. <gasps> a glint. There a is glint. a glass circle under the middle cannon encircled in a gold frame. You can't quite reach it because the frame holding the cannon up obstructs you. Okay, so these, these frames that are keeping the cannons in place are also making it impossible for us to get to this golden mirror. That's fair. Um, right, bulky things. Yeah, are we familiar with these sorts of braces and how one might remove them? Yeah, do we need a big wrench or something? It seems like they can be easily removed. Mm. Oh, can we can we loose one of these cannons? Yes, um, you can remove what they're in the bracers, but you, um, as you, I assume you want to then move the cannon? Yeah. So you know how cannons are on like little wheels and then mm-hmm. there's a bracer in place? The wheel has unfortunately... As exposure from elements, the wooden wheel has kind of decayed through. So unfortunately, the, while you can remove the bracer, the cannon itself is a bit too heavy for you to move. I All right. See. I have a goal. I have a goal in mind. 
Uh-huh. I reckon the wheel of this cannon is the same size as the steering wheel of the ship, and I want to get it, and I want to attach it to the cannon. I don't know very well how to change a tyre. You think I can change a cannon wheel? Cannons are easier than tyres. Uh. That's why they. That's why the auto industry doesn't let you drive cannons. <laughs> they want to make money on tyres. It's the only reason. People used to just sit on a cannon and fire it and shoot themselves down the street. They can't do that anymore because a big tire. The pioneers um, are riding these babies for miles. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so we need, a, we need a replacement wheel if we want to get to a mirror. Okay. Hey, hey, we don't know it's a mirror. It's just shiny glass with a frame. Oh, it's shiny glass and a golden frame. I apologize. I jo- we, need, we need a replacement wheel if we want to find this giant's monocle. Let's keep looking around then, shall we? I mean, I think if we need some spare stuff, we look in all of these barrels that are sitting around. Yeah, let's check out these extra barrels. Are you looking at the starboard corner or the port corner first? Starboard corner. Okay. There are some supplies in the corner of the deck. You find gunpowder, cannonballs, (gasps) um, some spare lengths of rope, and some flint. Have we found anything that we want to start burning yet? Um... Maybe not quite yet. No, we don't need the flint or the rope. We're just, we got them on hand now. So if mm. we find a thing where we think, hey, that'll help. Like maybe we want to fire the cannon instead of rolling At it back. At some point. But I would assume possibly. actually to load the cannon, you would need to roll it back. So maybe this is yeah. another point. Also, rope feels like it might be partway useful to getting that golden key, but you know, I'm not just going to dangle no. a rope at it and go, come on, jump. Yeah, maybe jump. if we had rope and a magnet. Yeah. Although I suppose it is a fair question. We could try and fire the cannons themselves. Maybe if they're already loaded, they would just fly backwards and then free up some space. That's an interesting um, But let's not do that thought. yet, because yeah. it's an interesting thought, but maybe there'll be a more reasonable wheel-based solution. I, I but I do like, interested. this was my first thought. when I, I thought we wouldn't be able to pull them back, they'd be too heavy, we have to fire them so they fly backwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. We could try it if you want. I mean, no, 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 let's keep looking yeah, first, keep looking. but we'll Can keep we that check in mind. out the port side barrels? You open some barrels, and they all seem to be full of jam. Crazy. <gasps> oh, it's a jam barrel. I knew it. That's not actually what my notes say, but who cares? And now they're full of jam, spoiled Yay. old jam. Probably I warn you, stuck in it. there is going to be some way that we manage to use this jam to solve a puzzle now. Oh no. <laughs> you are going to regret this choice. If you put spoiled jam on the end of a rope, it's very sticky. So we can get that key now. Exactly. Um, the, it's full of water and moldy apples. I'm sorry. Jam. <laughs> oh, they were bobbing for apples. Uh, but you also find, wedged between the barrels, a small leather-bound journal. <gasps> Ooh! That's exciting. Oh my god, let's spy on these pirates. Yeah, can we read the journal? Personal lives. Dear diary. No, no, what does it say? Tell me. What, what does it say, Bill? The crew doesn't know that I've never piloted a ship before. They think I'm their real captain, but I just have a good voice for pirating. And so they assumed. I don't know where we're going. But maybe, I don't know, east? That's it, yeah, let's, let's go east. Towards the setting sun. Oh no, I'm a, such a bad pirate. Oh no, the ship's going down. Well, where are all my... They said I should have cannons on both sides, but that doesn't make sense to me. So I took all the cannons off the port side and I put them into the brig. Ah, the port side cannons, who needs them? This is actually how the journal managed to survive. The weight of the boat tilted so that this port side didn't get as wet. Aye, aye, that's true. The, the, the port side was sinking, so we threw the cannons overboard. It didn't help, and now we've been lost at sea. This is some excellent world building, and I kind of love it. 
I put my key catching device just under this journal. Please take it and use it to pick up any keys you need. Oh, God, he's gone, Mr. Krabs. Taking this power away from you now. Here's the treasure. The treasure was buried back in your hometown the whole time. Go home and dig it up. You've solved the room. Where is my mute button? (laughs) The journal is somewhat cheap, and the binding wasn't able to fully prevent the sea spray from weighing the pages, causing the stick together or the ink to run. There is one page you can make out, though, and it looks like the last entry. I have no idea what day it is. We've been adrift for too long. The captain sent most of the men out on lifeboats, and none have returned. They had money, the captain made sure of it. They were supposed to get supplies and come back for the rest of us. It's anyone's guess at whether they died at sea or decided to take the money and run. Probably a little of both. Either way, the captain has grown more paranoid. He spends nearly all of his time locked in his cabin, hiding from the men. Sam says he feels shame for not being able to prevent our deaths, but I don't know. He's hidden the keys to the treasure vault so none can access it without him. Probably fears a mutiny. He has tried to save us, though. He even had the idea to remove all the cans to one side of the ship and have them fire at once, using their considerable recoil to propel the ship. It was a long shot, and it did not work. We haven't long now. The first mate threw himself over the edge last night, taking the last key to below deck with him. Oh, come on. Anything down there is probably unreachable now. We have our emergency supplies, and that's it. If nothing changes, I may have to follow the first mate's example. And there it ends. <sighs> okay. So, the captain is hiding in his captain's quarters. Or was. And possibly hiding a key as well. Yeah, yeah, the treasure vault. The treasure key? Key. The first mate took the only key to the cargo area. and uh, below deck, took and overboard. he took it below below deck. By jumping off the side. And the cannon idea is great. And we should fire all the cannons to, fire the, to move the ship. Okay. I'm assuming we can't probably just jump into the water and swim down and find a corpse that with a key. That seems poor. That seems like a silly idea. So maybe we can keep looking around. Yeah, that's interesting. Things. Well, we're here down in the... the, the, the port side? the front of a boat called? Foreport. The, the prow? The prow of the boat? Bow? The bow? Which one's the prow? I don't that's know what a prow like is. all of those are good terms. The front. We're at the front of the boat. Shall we check yes. out this door to the forecastle? Sure. The forecastle door. Yes, I do want to say, I just looked it up, and the prow is the portion of the ship's bow that's above the water. Ah. Ah. Most, are you saying we're underwater, it. Danny? Hmm. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Can we check the door to the forecastle? Yes, you may. Uh, the door is thick and made of a strong wood. At a glance, it doesn't stand out much, but a closer examination reveals the craftsmanship and the higher quality of this door's construction. You can try the handle, but it holds fast. There's no keyhole, but there's a panel on the door. Mm-hmm. It's silver with three hexagonal recessions. Each what? run a couple inches from corner to corner. What would fit in a hexagonal indent? A very poorly made piece of eight. Jam piece jar. of six. Jam. You're right. When is a door not a door when it's a jam <laughs> jar? Um, okay. And what can we make out about the remains of these broken stairs leading up? Oh, yeah, the stairs. What seems to have destroyed them? 
It looks like they were crushed by something. Maybe the missing mast hit something mm. on the way down. Uh, it, it's hard to tell for certain, but it looks like something big crashed into the stairs. And I'm assuming that makes that makes access to the upper prow area inaccessible. We we can't get up there because the stairs are broken. Essentially, yes. Beautiful. Um, okay. Should we head and keep looking at more stuff on this ship? I guess so. It feels like now we want to go and examine the other side of the boat. So I'd like to go, uh, as we go to the stern side, I would like to go via the port and just run my hands along the rope and riggings and examine that as we go. Yeah, let's check out that rigging. Most of the ropes are going up to the mass, um, uh, forming rigging attached to sails, forming half-broken rope ladders. But as you trade your hand along it, you touch a rope that's not going up from its anchor point, but it's going down into the water. Can we, can we, can we pull it up? Yeah, how heavy is this thing? Not very. As you pull on the rope, you see it's just a, a bucket attached to it. I was trailing behind the ship on the waves. Uh, you feel like this was meant to hold emergency supplies or something that uh, a boarder wouldn't find. Some sort of last-ditch hiding spot for the ship. Mm. There's not much left in it now, though. The only thing of note is a large metal hook. Looks like a meat hook or something. Okay. So we've got a hook. You have a hook. Would you like to use that hook, Danny, to hook that key? I would love to. Is it large enough that like, if we reach our arm through the middle holes just with the hook? I didn't write down any words. I forget all my terminology when I'm excited. Can I just hook hand, key hand, car hand? Yeah, can we use the hook to get the key from the car? Or do I need to also attach it to a piece of spare rope to get some extra reach? Um, In your excitement, you grab the hook and shove it in your arm through the hole and the key remains just out of reach, taunting you. Okay, can we use that rope from the uh, starboard barrels and attach it to the hook and lower the hook? So you tie the rope around the hook and you're able to lower it towards the key. It takes a little bit of doing because ropes are notoriously uncooperative. But you manage to catch the key and raise it back to you. Yay! Hop, 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 hop. Okay, what is this a key to? Good question. Maybe the captain's quarters. Oh, not the captain's quarters, the... the... Maybe it's the back door. We run away. The other door. Yeah, let's check it out. So we're heading that way. Let's check out the door at the unprow, the unbow, the stern, the stern door. All right, the stern door. Um, A door leads underneath the poop deck is made of fancier wood than you've seen with ornate carvings in the frame. Good, good. You reckon this is probably the captain's quarter because no one else on the ship would deserve such nice decoration. Lovely. Nice. Um, There's a gold handle in the door. And I'm going to guess you just gold candle, gold key. What do you think? We unlock it. Is there a keyhole? There is. And (laughs) as Bill tries the key, there is a click and the handle turns easily when you try try it. Yay. Beautiful. Then let's enter. Should we we check out these stairs first? Oh, you want to check out the stairs first before we go in? Just so we have a bit more of a finalized. We might die in there, Billy. Fine. Let's climb. Let's close the door and climb up the stairs to the poop deck or the whatever it is. You take the stairs up to the poop deck. The ship's wheel sits prominently in the center of the deck, and a small telescope rolls back and forth on the ground with the swaying of the ship. Speaking of which, as you secure your footing, you grab the safety rail around the deck and notice some words carved into the top. They read, first and last. To be okay. clear, that is three words, first and last. 
not two words. <laughs> Fair. Well, not one word. I'm Captain First Enlist. Not First Enlist, yes. First Enlist. It's a Shakespearean character name. Yep. First and last. What are you doing? Okay, we got a wheel. We got a telescope. We got first and last. Would you like to look at something more clear, more closely, Danny? Feels like this telescope could be interesting. Maybe it needs a piece of circular glass in it. Maybe it does. Danny, you haven't drawn a ship's wheel. You've drawn a turtle on a stick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you drawn a turtle on a stick. You're right. I skewered a turtle. Uh, okay, do you want to look at the telescope then? Yes, please. <laughs> ah, the telescope. An integral tool for any seafaring voyage. Shame the lens is missing on the end. Yes. That won't magnify anything. Fine. It wasn't a mirror or a giant's monocle. It was a telescope's lens. Okay, so we know where that's going to be. What is a telescope but the eye stalk of a giant? I mean, that's a very fair point. Um... Shall we check out the turtle on a stick? Get down, yeah. a pillow. Uh, can we have a look at the ship's wheel? The ship's wheel sits prominently, weathered, but still strong and solid. You see carvings around the center ring. And this is the first of two images I'm going to be sending you. Sweet. Shipswheel.jpg. Oh, boy, those okay. are some symbols. Damn, that doesn't look anything like a turtle. No, but it doesn't look unlike your drawing, which is ironic. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, you know, poo-poo your beautiful drawing, but it, it is not accurate. Uh, all right, so it's so we got a wheel. It's got six uh, points on it, like handles of the wheel, as yeah, as they want sense. to do. Uh, and there are symbols, one on each of those six points and one between, so I guess 12. From the top going around, uh, See, they are... A pair of cutlasses. A seahorse. Uh Skull with a piratey bandana on it. A jet. What is this? A diving bird. I cannot see that that's, that's a, a bird. bird. The, the bottom one is oh, its face. Oh, that's its face. I yeah. see. I thought one of those was its face and I got very confused. That is a like a seagull or a diving bird. Then a starfish. Then a sun. Then a pair of dolphins. And then a hook. A fishing hook. And then I think that's a floating bottle. That does look like a bottle floating in the ocean. Then a shell. Then a seagull standing, yeah, not flying at all. standing seagull. Uh, then fishbone. Nice. It's a skeleton, a fishbone skeleton. Uh, okay, so those are symbols. We haven't seen these symbols anywhere else. No, we haven't yet. There are no Except, set... I mean, we have seen a fish hook, but... We've seen a fish hook, that's true. The idea of first and last doesn't seem to me to immediately apply to this. Not yet. The fact that there are 12 of them does make you want to go clock-related. Or they, you're right, like they that. could well be clock-related. So the sword, the crossed swords, for example, would be 12, 12 o'clock. The sun would be... Five o'clock, yeah, etc. So maybe okay. something like that. That could be doable. Of course, the wheel can spin. So I'm assuming we can oh, spin the wheel, right? Yeah, good point. Yes, if you try to, the wheel spins freely. Nothing seems to happen. Like mm. the whatever mechanism that connected to the rudder or something has decayed away in the time it's been adrift, but it does spin freely as you Which try. Which to me implies that we're you looking... couldn't trust any of these to be explicitly No, so more like we're looking for three symbols to and, put and at the top exactly, in an order, like a combo lock. Perhaps if we find these symbols somewhere else, we can, yeah, it's almost like a combo lock. Okay. Good, good thought. Um, All right. Okay. So I can't see a solution from that, but it could be where we input the solution of something else. Yeah. We should keep an eye out for, for these now. sorts of images. Okay. Shall we enter the captain's quarters? Uh, 
Did we get everything up here? Yeah, safety rail ships. We yeah, okay, let's go inside the captain's quarters. Unless we like peek over the rail. Is there oh, anything yeah. interesting about the water? Yeah, we haven't the really asked. Have you been trailed by mermaids? You did not ask, but no, there's nothing really interesting at the water. Whatever um, aquatic life lives beneath the waves, mermaid or otherwise, the water itself does not yield any answers. They're leading us to our business. Could I shoot an albatross and then hang it around That's my neck? That's a bad neck? idea. I don't know. What could you go wrong? All right, uh, let's go into the captain's quarters. And this is my rant. That poem is Pirates of the Caribbean, and no one seems to, like, be talking no, about I, this. I get it. You're yeah, right. but no, no one else is talking about it. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean is not in is not based on a Disney theme park, right? It is based on Rime of the Ancient Mariner. Is it in anything other than the imagery of the skeletal crew? It is a person is trapped in a skeletal crew state by having performed an immoral action, and by the light of the moon, the crew is revealed to be skeletons. I mean, that is pretty fair. I did but, not get that reference, so well done. But uh, what about... I saw Pirates of the Caribbean seven times in cinemas. I was 13. <laughs> what got me was when I first saw it, and they said Captain Jack Sparrow, and I was like, oh, that character from pirate mythology. <laughs> like... I don't know. It triggered something familiar in my brain, like they said Blackbeard or something. Mm. And now looking up oh, later, I'm like, oh, this is the original character for the movie. Why was it so familiar? If they just got it. That's how you know you got an iconic character name. If you can say it and people are like, yeah, yeah, I got it. That's it. He's a dude. That's interesting. It's good naming. Unlike Captain First and Last, which is terrible <laughs> name. I can't believe you would put this in the room, JT. What a silly name for a character, you dummy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's go to let's go into the, the captain's, captain's quarters. quarters. The stolen doubloon was rumored to be one of the wealthiest crews of, on the seas, and the captains clearly lived like it. This cabin is amazing, much preferable to your lodging in Tortuga. On your left is a large oil painting of a dashing man in full captain's regalia. Also on the wall is a well-carved grandfather's clock, which is no longer ticking. In the middle of the room is a sturdy desk with paper strewn across it. On the back wall is a large window that takes up most of the aft of the ship. In front of the window is a large wooden windowsill with a bookcase built into it. On the right wall is a drinks cabinet and, closer to you, a four-poster bed. How would you say the fanciness of these captain's quarters compares to the captain's quarters from the movie Stardust for the sky (laughs) pirate played by Robert De Niro? Unfortunately, I would have to have seen the movie Stardust in order to answer that question. All right, how would you say the fanciness of these captain's quarters compares to the fanciness of Dustin Hoffman's Captain Hook in the movie Hook? Oh. What do his quarters look like? Fancy. Fancy, yeah. Yeah, he's a fancy hook. Hmm. That's a difficult question to answer because the more detail I give you, (laughs) the more I have to say that's not important to the room. That's true. (laughs) Um, just give me a fancy level of one to five. 4.5. Okay. I'll say, based on the way that I chose to draw this, this is a fancy layout. This is a person who does not care what other people think of his design choices. Ah, so like Robert De Niro in Stardust. <laughs> he he does a care. Lot. He cares a lot. That's his whole character yeah. arc. Um, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> it's very up? fancy. I do have to strain, you know, have you suspend your disbelief for the purposes of... The medium. All right, Danny, what would you like to look at first? Which are these fancy objects? The oil helmet. 
oil helmet. Painting, maybe? I, I'm drawing. <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay, so. That stays in. Okay, so I'm trying to draw the person in the oil painting, and I was trying to draw a pirate hat, and it just looks like a pith helmet. And so you said oil yes, helmet. Yes, I Could said we oil have a look helmet. at the oil painting? The captain watches over you from the oil painting. This was clearly painted in this room. The desk and window are visible behind him in the painting. The captain stares out with a proud pose and a dashing smile, but the eyes betray a glint of menace and danger. You count yourself lucky you aren't meeting the man in person and hope that he really is dead and doesn't come looking for his treasure back. <laughs> okay. So the painting is of the same room. It's got the, the desk and, the, and something else in the, in, in the painting. Yes. Do they... Can we compare the paintings images of these objects to the objects themselves? Are there are there anything notably like in the painting the desk has three legs or something silly like that? Nothing silly like that. Um the painting the desk does not have as many papers strewn across it and it's much more orderly in the mm. painting. But I mean that just that's how desks work that you move stuff mm-hmm. around on them as you use okay. items. Doesn't really catch your attention or Fair. It doesn't seem significant. Yeah, great. Okay. So we looked at the painting mm-hmm. and it's of the room. It's got the captain in it. Maybe there's something specific to look at, but I don't have anything. Yeah, maybe yet. we'll be playing spot the difference. Yeah, maybe. So let's do you want to have a look at whatever's next in the room? I have the grandfather clock. Is that next clock, on my list? We've already mentioned clocks. We have already mentioned clocks. Thing, it so made it, it seem very clocky. It. Let's check it out. The clock looks very much like the image I've just sent you. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, that's a clock. That's Fancy. I mean, that is just... Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not just... What? What just happened? I've zoomed in. Yeah? Look at the top. Oh, it's got shapes. So this is the picture of a normal grandfather's clock. And I thought, okay, that just looks like a stock image of a grandfather clock. But there are some shapes on them that are the same as some of the shapes on the ship's wheel. So above the 12 on the grandfather clock is a little sun shape. Exactly the same symbol as was on the wheel. No one of the shapes are marked on the numbers themselves, but this, I suppose, sets up, like, what like the, ori- the correct orientation, I, mean, I suppose. Maybe? And then there are two symbols on the top left and top right of the grandfather clock. On the ornamentation on the Yeah, area. on the ornamentation, not on the clock face itself. On the top left is the shell, and on the top right is the seahorse. If we lined them up so that the this was 12, the sun was 12, Mm. Then shell seahorse would represent one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Interesting. That would represent four and eight, uh, if as, that's how we oriented it. Yeah. As, as, I see no other interesting, like, hidden messages or bits and bobs on this grandfather clock. Yeah, that seems... To me, up. it seems to be indicating four and eight. Don't know what to do about that, unless it's F-R-E-T. Because we take the first and last letters of four and eight, which mm. is fret. So we fret. Can I fret for a while about whether or not we'll find the treasure? You go down this rabbit hole of, but these <laughs> mean things on this on the ship's wheel, which could make a word, and it's fret, and you just start panicking a bit. And Perfect. you feel a sense of moral accomplishment that you were able to solve this imagined puzzle in your head, but nothing happens in the room itself. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I do want to point out that the um, I can't do this in Photoshop, obviously, but the shell and the seahorse are carved into the wood as yes. part of the decoration of the thing, and the sun is painted onto the, um, I don't know what you call it, but the facade of the clock's face. Okay, sure. gotcha. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, 
So there's something there. That, I mean, obviously but they're related. Know, but we still don't know no, where to No, I don't know so what it is what quite yet. For. So let's keep looking around the room. Let's check out, maybe skip the desk because it's going to have papers on it and look out the window instead. That would be my thought, but if you want to look at something okay. else. Okay. Can we look out the window? Yes, you can. Is it the ocean? No, nah, it's more jam. Sea <laughs> of jam. The window overlooks the ocean. I'm sorry, Danny. As you look out over the Atlantic Ocean, you begin to think back about everything that's led you to this moment, about what first made you fall in love with the sea. You were a child of eight, and your mother had just returned home from, and then... No, no, please. Improv, improv, improv. No, 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 Dot, dot, dot. I did my bit. Dot, dot, dot. It fills you with determination. Ah. Save your game. Okay. What is that? That's Undertale. That's Undertale. That is Undertale. That is an excellent reference, Danny. I applaud you. That's, it sounded like, you know, stare out the window and you think about what brought you here. It fills you with determination. It felt like it fit perfectly. No, yeah, that is a fantastic alternate joke. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the ocean. Such a good game. It's a great game. Mm. You haven't played Delta Rune yet. Neither have I. No. Neither have um, I. I never did a second run of Undertale because I finished it then re- and then wiped all the data so you could play it. Yeah, thanks for that. I never did a second run. I should have. It's really annoying. My first run was almost a pacifist run. I killed one froggy at the start. Mm. That was it. You fool. Really annoying. Killed that frog. I did okay. two runs. One run where I killed anything that like either killed me in the wild or was clearly trying to kill me. Like I forget yeah. her name. Uh, Undyne, the yep, that's lady the one. armor. She's clearly trying to kill you. So yeah. Second run, I <laughs> I saved everyone except Metatron because that robot's a jerk. Yeah, yeah definitely. Fair. Uh, okay, nothing to do with the window. Can we check? Should we check out that window sill? The sill case. Yeah, can we check out the window sill? That's a bookcase. The bookcase is full of non-fiction books. Clue the captain valued knowledge highly, which aided him in his acquisition of real treasure. There's books on military strategy, botany, sea charts, a book on Latin, an atlas, and more such books. Hmm, intriguing. Right, I don't know what we need yet, but again, definitely feels... the book on Latin. You want the Latin book? I hundred percent. I'm fully convinced that's the one we're going to want. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's probably true. There might be a note written in Latin. It's also the only one that I want. That's no, fair. Well, why don't we check out the desk to see what we might like, need to reference? Like military stuff, I don't have much interest in. Botany makes me angry. I hate plants. Sure. So it's Latin. I I have a Latin dictionary. Not, I'm happy. Not an atlas. The atlas is probably wrong. It what probably what is year wrong. are we in? Seven, I don't know ten. if I've met anyone who hates plants. As far as learning biology goes, I hate plants. They don't make sense. I can't remember plant parts. Which one's the stamen? Which one's the anther? And what are the pistils? pistils? I don't remember ever, no matter how many times I learn them. I don't know why. Which one has a Krebs cycle? Everything? Yes. Krebs cycle? Yeah, that's just but respiration, what, what's isn't the, it? Fo- is there a better name Photosystem for Photosystem 1 and 2? Yeah, who cares? Screw okay, them. that's fair. I, I hate thought them. Just, I thought you just walked out <laughs> into the park and was like, ugh, the grass. Um, Shake fist. Okay. You know no, what? I have asthma, so maybe a little bit of that too. Sure. Uh, okay, can we check out the, the desk with all the papers yes. on it and such? Uh, so the white desk sits in the middle of the room. Uh, clearly a custom job with a high quality of wood. Uh, meant to show off the captain's wealth and intimidating all who enter. It also bodes well for the bounty that must rest in the hold. There are sea charts and various papers on the desk, including a leather journal. 
Exciting. And before we open that up, uh, were there any draws or anything? Theoretically, yes. But none of but interest. What's in them? But we open them all. Of, Tell us everything. There's nothing of interest in these. Okay. In these in these drawers. I'm sorry. Can we have a look at the leather journal? Yeah, let's get a second perspective on things. All right. Before we do this, I just want to say, the captain is definitely sleeping in the bed that we haven't looked at, isn't he? Yeah, he's just been oh, there the God. whole time. You guys come up with ideas. That I'm like, oh, I should have put this in the room. <laughs> it does not stop. No matter how many rooms you do, that keeps happening. As you flip through the journal, it seems to you that the captain was writing an autobiography. The journal is full of life events, how he gathered his crew, a thwarted mutiny, various tales of action and brutality. But one page is dog-eared, and it reads, it's titled at the top, Most Valuable Halls. And there are five ship names underneath. They are Fathoms to Go, Ursa Major, The Dunwich, Sea Spirit, and Endless Hardship. I was doing so well and my pen stopped working. I like that. I think the last one wasn't like a complaint, but a brag. It's like, look at my ship. Look at my endless hard ship. It's perfect. (laughs) It goes on forever and cannot be sunk. Oh, the endless (laughs) hardship. I love it so. Hey, Danny. Yeah. I think maybe, Mm -hmm. but not quite. Mm -hmm. I wanted to think first and last when it came to these ships. Yeah, that's fair. Because when you start doing first and last, you get F-O from Fathoms to Go. Uh-huh. U-R from Ursa Major. Now I spell out the word four. I like this. That is fun. But then you get T-H, and then S-T, and then E-P. And then which ends quite with work. step. That sounds good. It ends with step. Oh, oh fourth. That says fourth. T-H oh. makes the word fourth. <laughs> That's not too many consonants. It's a word. Fourth yeah, step. This is why you write things out. When it says first and last, it says fourth step, which is great because at first it didn't feel like there was necessarily a, a reasonable connection to the first and last and the message we sound that found that said first and last. Mm. But the fact that the message says fourth step is like, oh, of course, that's, going that's back why there. now it goes back. It's to the steps. It was written on the steps and it all becomes uh, reasonable again. And I love it. Can we... Do you want to do anything else before we head off to the fourth step? No, forget everything. Let's leave the captain leave sleeping. Leave the captain sleeping in his bed. Uh, <laughs> and we'll head out. And can we check the fourth step, presumably on the side of the, the step one that, still has that matched steps. the railing that said first and last? Oh, gosh, you hope so. Can you imagine if it was the other staircase? Oh, I know. It's very frustrating. You head to the staircase. Okay, one, two, three, four. You, you flip up the board and reveal a small compartment. You find a small treasure a golden turtle resting on a golden hexagon base. The shell of the turtle is a large sapphire. Well, we've got our hexagon and we've got my turtle. Perfect. Who could have seen this coming? Nobody. We have the golden hexagon sapphire turtle. It's a hexagon that's going to fit into the door, but we probably need two more hexagons. Yep. So So we're just going to pocket it? Yeah, we'll just pocket it for now. I think if we find two more, then we can open the door and find the treasure. Makes sense. Um, what do we do now? Do we go back into the captain's quarters? I think I think so, yeah. Let's go back into the captain's quarters and check out the drinks cabinet. Mm-hmm. So the drinks cabinet has fared much better than the food you found outside. That disgusting jam. It being <laughs> yeah, there are perfectly from the preserved glasses of jam. <laughs> A whole decanter full of jam. 
Gross. <laughs> it being sheltered from the elements and made of alcohol have kept them in relatively good condition. Relatively. <laughs> um, the whiskey is probably not as good as it used to be, but would still do the job, you reckon? Um, there's a tray of several shot glasses, a few glass bottles of dark liquid, and some of a lighter f- liquid? Has vodka been invented yet? Whatever, this is in history class. Okay, we just got drinks. I don't know what to yep, do with these those drinks. those seem like drinks. Are any of the any of the drinks in like bottles that are labeled like a Captain very good Secret yeah, Twelve Nineteen, something like that? You can just say no. They no, they are not labeled. Thank you, because it's easier for me that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's this is the trick you got to learn. It took Danny like two seasons to start to figure out that you can just when someone says something silly, you can just be like, no, nope, that's not how how it is. And then they move on. It's great. It's I a think superpower. I got to that episode recently, and it was I was I was I felt very seen. Yeah. <laughs> you can just tell people they're wrong sometimes. You can do it in your D and D games too. People be like, "Oh, does the goblin have like like a huge sword that I can steal?" You're like, "No, it's a goblin. Go away." And then they and then it's fine. And they'll appreciate it. They'll be like, "Thanks." They the, the players like it when you set boundaries. <laughs> it gives them structure. Uh, okay. So we got some drinks. I don't know what to do with them. We got dark and light liquids and shot oh, glasses. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll. I don't know if there's something to experiment with or something to find something else about. So for now, why don't we? We still got stuff to look at. Mm-hmm. Why don't we look at a bed? Okay, let's jump on the bed. The captain screams. <laughs> <laughs> ah! You've crushed me. I'm dying. Um, the bed looks soft and comfy. Way better than your bunk back on the ship. There are definite perks of being the captain. <laughs> and there, you don't check, but you just jump right on the bed, and there is a nice bounce to it. You just have fun and uh, feed your inner child for a little bit. Uh, that's quite a relief that we didn't crush like, another piece of telescope or yeah. something in there. <laughs> oh, no. But as we then uh, finish jumping and roll around, do we feel anything? Yeah, can we Under mattresses, the bed? inside pillows, anything like that? The whole shebang. Um, inside the pillowcases, you do find uh, pillows, and that is the extent of... What you find, the bed, it seems to be just a bed. Nothing specifically interesting underneath it or on it. It's mm. just very comfortable, and you wish you had more time just to take a nap. A Damn. likely story. Okay. Uh, so what are we doing now? Well, pillows go for a lot these days, so I think we should take oh, them. Oh, yeah, we've pocketed the pillows. Mm. Um, yeah, what are we doing now? Maybe now it's time to try cannoning some cannons to get them to move. Yeah, that is a thing that we thought of that we ever tried. Mm. The cannon that we've detached that was hard to move, could we use the flint? to create a spark and light the fuse of that cannon. Yes, you may. Does it fire? Does it need a cannonball in it for this to work? I don't know cannon physics very well. I have a whole bunch of thoughts about this puzzle. Should I talk about now or just wait until the after show? Wait till the after show. Probably sounds like good post-show content. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead and light it, and thankfully... And I guess it was already a cannon in there. It, yeah. it fires, and without the bracer, the cannon gets propelled back as well. You've never heard a cannon um, be so loud and so forceful. Because typically, you think that might not happen because of physics, but like not that, it won't propel that far back. But it does, and you can't complain. Hey, there's a reason they call the talk about loose cannons. They're exactly. Hard to yes. Manage. So the cannon itself rolls back with the force, or slides back with the force and falls against the cargo hatch. And now that's free, you can pick up the glass circle. 
it seems to be a lens of some sort. What could it possibly be, you wonder? I don't think so. I think it's got to be a mirror. I use it to look at myself. Oh, I look just like Danny. Um, Okay, (laughs) can we use this lens and attach it to uh, to the telescope that we found upstairs? Excellent. Yeah, you now have a fully functional telescope. What right. would you like to look at? Yeah, the was flag? there anything was there that issues we issues with look looking at? at the flag? Uh, we were just at a bad angle. I can't imagine a telescope would make that better. Maybe we're at a better angle now. We're further away as well. We're oh. at the rear ship of the... Goodness. Can we I look at anything have... on the ship with the telescope? Like the mast that is still there, the, the flag, anything like that. Up into the crow's nest, etc. For a second, I thought you were going to ignore the flag. Because yes, you can now you can make out the flag clearly now. Whatever. I remember the ship's things. crest flies proudly, and there is no skull on it. It is just a ship with a big red blood moon behind it. Huh. Okay. And underneath it, the words "res exa- exame in bibre." Ha <laughs> ha! Latin. Now hold on. Mm. Res exume in. What's that last one? Uh, bibre. I. My Latin pronunciation might not be great. Oh, good. All right, so let's see how much of my university Latin I can remember. So we're going back nine years. Nine years since I did Latin at university. That is insane. Okay, res means stuff, I think. Okay. Just things. Okay. Uh, Exhume. I don't know. Exhume. Yep. Uncover things. (laughs) Uh, No, get rid of stuff. Repel. No, just uncover. We uncover to exhume. Well, I'm trying to remember also in Harry Potter, they have the spell Arania Exume, and that just seems to shoot spiders. Yeah, but J.K. Rowling doesn't speak Latin. It was the movie. Ah, in. Uh, in is in. Bibere is drinking. Something something about drinking. Ah. This is the Mich- this is the Michelin um Is this is, is this the Michelin this motto? Is, this is the version of in vino veritas. You reveal <laughs> things in drink. But let's check the Latin dictionary anyway. I guess. Can we check our Latin dictionary? No, it's nunc est bibendum. Bibendum. That's that's the Michelin one. And what does that mean? I think it's just, and now we drink. Ah, Something like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, can we use the Latin reference book in the captain's quarters to reference this Latin? Yes, you can. As you um, go through, you are very, very close. It translates roughly to treasure lies in the drink. Lies. Beautiful. Can we take those drinks? Maybe the dark one that it wasn't so clear, but just both drink and just like, just whoa, pour- whoa, whoa, whoa! It might just be that they're really, really valuable drinks. Okay, we'll pour them into the shot glasses and take a shot, over what? and over again until we've uncovered what's in the bottles. Oh, okay. All so right. maybe just like pour, yeah, pour out into shot glasses the dark one, like because we can see the clear one. Just both of them. Yeah, as you examine the, you examine bottles more closely, you start pouring into um the dark one, the rum bottle, into the shot glasses. And as the liquid pours out, you begin to hear a very audible clink in that bottle. Hogan! You drain it, and yeah, <laughs> there's some, a good definitely bit. something stuck in I'll that bottle. I'll tell you all! That was a good bit! <laughs> you hear an audible clink! I'm sorry, clink. I was reading the paragraph. Yeah. You hear an audible clink! I said Hogan, and I liked it! It was a good bit! Oh my gosh! Hogan! Oh, <laughs> My first thought was that, oh, was there an episode of Hogan's Heroes where they mess with the liquor? I guess so. <laughs> no, he was no, an that was actually clink. really funny. That did, you're right. That did not get the attention I'm unappreciated in my time. You are. I am so sorry. That was gold. Yeah. And I was, I mistook it for pyrite. 
Just while we're tangenting, you know what's really annoying about having younger people that you know, like nieces and nephews, yeah, is that you can't reference something like Colonel Clink to them. And it's not where, because they won't understand it, but because they will think that it must be a thing from your time. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's from real. when you were a kid. No! It's so annoying. It's older than that. The only kids I hang out with, like my, my kids' kids, her oldest just turned, like, turned five. So they don't get the reference that I oh, make yeah. anyway. No, yeah, they won't know anything. But Whether yeah, all of my nieces. I mean, from last week, they, yeah. it all goes over their head. So, yeah, um, one of my nieces in school band, she was playing like I don't know what it was, a Marvin Gaye song or something, and said, "Oh yeah, this might be more like your time." Like, Ugh, what? I heard it on the grapevine that it was more your time. Um, okay, so I hope that was a Marvin Gaye song. Uh, uh, <laughs> We we hear an audible okay, clink. There is yes. Sorry, we we got as far as the audible clink. Can't and believe you collapsed. put Nazis in this room, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, can we keep pouring and see what's in there? No, there was more to the paragraph. No, no, it was done. Uh, yes, you 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 can keep pouring, and if you if you look into the bottle, you can definitely see a gold glint inside. This, I will tell you, this is the one time I think you're allowed to break something. I was going to say, if we're not allowed to break things in this room, I have no idea what sort of magic I'm to perform. Smash. Vinegar to soften it up like an egg. Ah. Ah. Then it will just go right out. We smash the glass. Uh, You break open the bottle and a small treasure falls out. It is a golden turtle resting on a golden (gasps) hexagon base. The shell of the turtle is a large ruby. (laughs) More turtles. Aren't you happy now that my drawing looked like a turtle? I am very happy that your drawing looked like a turtle. But you never know. Maybe they weren't originally turtles. Maybe JT's changed it up to make you feel special. That's true. It, well, it worked. Um, okay. We've got I'll two take of them now. for that, sure. <laughs> this, to me, feels like the final thing we need to do is figure out this wheel puzzle. to get us, and, and we'll be rewarded with some kind of third hexagon. Maybe. We also haven't, uh, we haven't done anything with the portrait. No, we haven't done anything with the portrait. So, two things to check out with this portrait first, while we're in this room. Can it swing okay. so we can see if there's anything behind it? Um, no, it looks like it's just hung up on a couple of nails. And if we take it down, is there anything on the back of it? No, there is not. Cool. And then, if we examine it, it's in this very room. Is there anything notably different? I, I asked that earlier. You did? So oh, maybe I, I was too specific about specific. the desk. I wanted to ask, like, do, can we see bed? Because, again, we haven't done anything with the bed yet. No, true. Uh, I will say, I don't know, you cannot see bed in it. Mm. As, as you do take a closer look at the painting, like, really focus on it, you notice that he wears a ring on one of his hands that has uh, three stones in it, a uh, ruby, emerald, and sapphire. Ah. In that order? In that order. Res, like on the flag. Uh, okay. Oh, that uh, makes sense. <laughs> um, that was okay. a complete coincidence. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It... <laughs> I mean, it works. It works. It's a treasure. Um. Okay. So, mm, he's got a ring. He's a pirate. The bed is a bed. I do know one of the other things that I don't know if it matters. It felt like it. It may not have. But maybe it was just nicely kind of secretly said yeah 
one of the books in the bookshelf had to do with like sea charts and interpreting sea maps and oh, things. Oh, there were sea charts. And then there were some sea charts desk. on the desk. That's true. Is there anything of value to be gleaned from those sea charts? Can we have a look at those? Not really. If you could, if you wanted to take a look at them, you could probably work out the mystery of like where the ship was coming from when it hit the storm and where it was and how far it's drifted off course. But that's a good mystery to solve. Doesn't help you get closer to the treasure. Cool. That's, I, that's how it felt. It was space. Spice. Um, okay. Uh, one other thing that we never checked out, oh. because it wasn't really described but only implied, Ooh. is we haven't really looked at all at either the mast itself, yeah. at the base of the mast around the, or the presumably still extant broken base of the mast that fell. I suppose that's true. We haven't checked out those. Incidentally, just because... I don't think there's going to be anything there, but I would be a terrible person if I didn't check. Is there anything on this inside side of the we door? We haven't checked the door. Is there anything on the door? There is nothing on this side of the door, Thank but God. that was a very good idea. Uh, but can we check the masts? Either the base of the main mast or the broken mizzen mast? Probably not a mizzen you mast. You can. You go out and you just take a look around. It looks like wood and then broken wood. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, can we climb the rigging that went up to the main mast? You did say there were somewhat broken rope ladders. Yes. Uh, Are they too broken? You can try, but the rope does not feel sturdy underneath your weight. And you think, ah, better not. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. 250 kilos. I'm a big pirate. <laughs> That's okay. like some 500, it's like 600 pounds. What's 250 kilos? It's, uh, it's, it's like a 600 few. pounds. Okay. I don't know the conversion, but I was like, no, I think... Pounds would be a bigger number, so that does not sound right. Uh, yeah. No, I'm one of those. Six, I've been, pounds I've been reading, right. I've been reading, uh, rereading the One Piece manga, and I'm one of those pirates who's just arbitrarily <laughs> twelve feet tall because it looks cool. Okay, so we gotta figure out what we're doing clockwise. Yeah, it's this clock, but I don't know how to. I mean, could we, for example, go yes. to the wheel? Turn it so okay. that the sun is vertical, is at the top, right? So matching up with the 12 on a clock. Okay. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe turn the sun part so it goes to the 4 o'clock and then 8 o'clock. You can do all of those things, but nothing seems to happen when yeah, you Yeah, okay. Do we make the time on the clock? Somehow, that doesn't make much sense. Once it's, is there anything with the wheel that we can interact with other than the spinning of the wheel? Do, like, the handles pull out or anything? Uh, no, they also seem to be sturdy in there. But as you're looking at this clock and you get the idea, maybe I can change the hands. You, the door, you notice the door does swing open Ooh. on the clock, the, the top door. Oh. oh. Then can we have the hands point to eight and four what? on the clock? Um, I'm going to need you to be more specific. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Go back to ship's wheel. The shell is definitely four, and the seahorse is definitely eight, if the sun is at 12. Mm. The clock itself has a big hand and a small hand. I don't know what we would put to, to what. How are we going to know which is meant to be which, if that's what we're doing? I mean, there are only two options. Yeah, I know, but I want to know. Maybe there's no knowable way. I want to know. There's a left. Mo- I mean, it could just be the one on the left yeah, and the one on the right. Four, then. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. <laughs> four eighty. Uh, I think the big hand goes to four and the little hand goes to eight. 
And by the big hand, I mean the hour hand, which is the little hand. I don't know how clocks work. Wait. The hour hand goes to four. The the minute hand goes to eight. Okay, so saying to four forty. Yeah, four forty. Okay. And the bottom door clicks open. Hey. Nice. It's just in order. Just the the logical order of the hour being first. I guess that, that, that makes was my sense. thought. That was my thought process too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So the, what the door with the little swiggity swangus. I know clock terms. I always call it a pendulum. I didn't know the technical terms, so thank yeah, you. Well, cultural no, differences. Yeah, it's cultural. In America, they call it a pendulum. In Australia, it's the swingity swangus. Can we? Can we? Take oh, we're that, flipping or? that. We're flipping the big pendulous part, right? The You're swangus. Flip it around. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we, we ch- flip? Can we flip the swangus? Does the swangus flip? Like flip? Like are you just? Can we take the? Can we take the? Can we extract? The 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 swing the swing the whole swingity swangus. I just want the area. circular part of the swingy the swangus. Yeah, but let's extract the whole. Thing. All right, fine. Can we pull it out? Um, it's attached, but like no one's gonna stop you from like muscling it out. I guess. Well, is there anything else more worth taking from in here? I think yes. Um, <laughs> as you open that door and look into the compartment, um, you see some sandbags weighing the clock down, prevent it from tipping over on a rocking ship. Makes sense. But that can't be all the secrets a clock was hiding, so you go snooping. Mm-hmm. Underneath the bags is a small treasure. A golden turtle resting on a golden hexagon base. The shell of the turtle is a large emerald. The one interesting thing I have noted, um, my turtles do not have their shells as the gemstones. They just have gemstones sort of sitting on top of their already existent shells. Yeah, that makes sense. Beautiful. Well, we've got three That's hexagonal three. turtles. Can we go to the door in the, uh, to the forecastle, the forecastle door? No. Yes. Yeah. The, the front door. door. The four. The forecastle door. And can we put in the three turtle hexagons in, in the, the same order, order as his ring, ruby, ruby emerald, emerald sapphire. sapphire? As you put the last key into the depression, you hear a final click, and the door opens. Nice. At first, it looks like just a dark hallway with some cobwebs. But as you descend some stairs at the end, you come across the biggest pile of gold and jewels you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> your heart swells as you realize that even if you took the small cut the general crew gets and you really should get a finder's fee, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to live comfortably into your elder years. Nice. Now you just have to wait for your ship to return. You just hope they can find you again in this thick fog. <laughs> thick fog! We use the flint to light the flag on fire. Hmm. <laughs> As a beacon. As a beacon to our friends. Yeah, there is a lot of gunpowder. We pile the gunpowder up. We set the ship on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the room is done. You can now break everything to your heart's content. You we throw the jam into the ocean in this... to create a trail. <laughs> you pile everything this massive, in this massive pile set on fire. You throw jam overboard. Of, and your ship pulls up. And as you board, the captain looks at you and says... Arr, we nearly lost ye. Thank goodness for that bonfire. And well, the scent of jam. Oh, the scent, and of, the scent jam. of jam. Oh, you yes. couldn't, led me towards You couldn't ship. see very well, but damn, Captain, I know you can smell. I followed my I nose have the one eye, but both nostrils work fine. <laughs> uh, and I say, hey, we found the treasure, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Take it off your ship. Put it on the ship. We got heaps of money. We're, we're all rich. I'd like a large cut because, you know, we found it. Uh, so... You know, just give me a higher percentage of that treasure. It's all good. Let's go off to the Spanish main. 
and that- by all the vitamin C laden fruits oh we can God, handle. Oh my God, man, we got to get, that's why you had so much jam on the ship yep. to stop the scurvy. This all sounds wonderful. Excellent. And then you hear a creaking noise. Huh. Since the fires you have now set have weakened the wood of the ship and you hear your pile just fall through into lower decks. Ah! And... Save the money, save the gem! If a large heavy weight has fallen onto a pile of gold coins. <laughs> hmm, I don't like this. I think we failed the room. <laughs> we seem to be making it worse and worse. But you know what's going to help us? The mermaids. Oh yeah, jam mermaids have arrived. They're collecting all that gold. Giving it to us because they don't need worldly possessions. They're the monks of the sea. Are we still solving puzzles or have we just gone into full RPG mode? It's the room over. We've gone to full <laughs> RPG mode. 